welcome to Shara's Reading Podcast, and I'm Shara. Today we are reading Charlotte's Web, Chapter Four: Loneliness. The next day was rainy and dark. Rain fell on the roof of the barn and dripped steadily from the eaves. Eaves are like. Overhangings on like roof lines. So if you were wondering, rain fell in the barnyard and ran in the crooked courses down into the lane, where rissels and pigweed grew. Rain splattered against Mrs. Zuckerman's kitchen window and came gushing down the spouts. Rain fell on the backs of the sheep as they gazed in the meadow. When the sheep got tired of standing in the rain, they walked slowly up the lane into the fold. Rain upset Wilbur's plans. Wilbur had planned to go out this day and dig a new hole in his yard. He had other plans too. His plans for the day went something like. This breakfast at six thirty. Skim milk, curds, mildings, bits of donuts, wheat cake, and a drop of maple syrup sticking to them. Potato skins, leftover custard pudding with raisins, and bits of shredded wheat. Breakfast would be finished at seven. From seven to eight, Wilbur planned to talk with Templeton, the rat who lived under his trough. Talking with Templeton was not the most interesting occupation in the world, but it was better than nothing. From eight to nine, Wilbur planned to take a nap outdoors in the sun. From nine to eleven, he planned to dig a hole or a trench. Oh,、uh, somebody could fall through the hole or the trench, and possibly find something good to eat buried in the dirt. Eleven to twelve, he planned to stand still and watch flies on the board, watch bees in clover, and. Watch swallows in the air. Twelve o'clock, lunchtime. Middings, warm water, apple parings, meat gravy, carrot scrapings, meat scraps, stale homey, and the wrapper off of a package of cheese. Lunch would be over at one. From one to two, Wilbur planned to sleep. From two to three, he planned to scratch itchy places by rubbing against the fence. From three to four, he planned to stand perfectly still and think of what it's like to be alive, and to wait for Fern. At four would be supper time. Skim milk. Leftover sandwich from Larvoy's lunchbox, prune skins, 
a a morsel of this, a bit of that, fried potatoes, a little bit more of this, a little more of that, a piece of baked apple, a scrap of upside down cake. Ooh, upside down cakes are delicious. Wilbur had gone to sleep thinking about these plans. He awoke at six and saw the rain. It seemed he couldn't bear it. I get everything all beautifully planned out, and it has to go to rain. He said. For a while, he stood gloomily indoors. Then he walked. To the door and looked out. Drops of rain struck his face. His yard was cold and wet. His trough had an inch of rainwater in it. Templeton was nowhere to be seen. Are you out there, Templeton? Asked Wilbur. There was no answer. Suddenly, Wilbur felt lonely. Lonely. And friendless, one day just like another, he groaned, "I am very young. I have no real friends here in the barn. It's going to rain all morning and all afternoon, and fern won't come in such bad weather." Oh, honestly. And Wilbur began crying again, for the second time in two days. At six thirty, Wilbur heard the banging of a pail. Lively was standing outside in the rain, stirring up breakfast. Humbug," said Lively. Wilbur did not budge. Lively dumped the slops. Grabbed the pail and walked away. He noticed that something was wrong with the pig. Wilbur didn't want food. He wanted love. He wanted a friend, someone who would play with him. He mentioned this to the goose, who was sitting quietly in the corner of the sheepfold. Will you come over and play with me? He said. Sorry, sorry, sorry," said the goose. "I'm sick on my eggs. Eat of them. I've got to keep them toasty, toasty, toasty warm. I've got to stay right here. I'm not a fibbery, ippery giblet. I don't want to play when there are eggs too much. I'm expecting gooselings." Well, I don't think you're expecting woodpeckers," uh, said Wilbur bitterly. Bitterly means he's upset. Bitterly is another word for like upset or angry. Wilbur next tried Wonder Lambs. Will you please come play with me? He asked. Certainly not," said the lamb. In the first place, I cannot get into your pen. I am not old enough to jump over the fence. And in second place, I am not interested in pigs. Pigs mean less than nothing to me.
mean less than nothing, replied Wilbur. I don't think there's anything as less than nothing. Nothing is absolutely the limit of nothingness. If it's the lowest you can go, it's the end of the line. How can something be less than nothing if there were something that was less than nothing? Then nothing would be not nothing. It would be something. Even though it's a very little bit of something. But nothing is nothing. Then nothing has nothing that is less than it. Oh, be quiet, said the lamb. Go play by yourself. I don't play with pigs. Sadly, Wilbur lay down and listened to the rain. Soon he saw the rat climbing down and a slanting board, but she used as a stairway. Well, that is very smart for a rat. Will you come play with me, Templeton? asked Wilbur. Play, said Templeton, twirling his whisker. Play? I hardly know the meaning of that word. Well, said Wilbur, it means to have fun, to frolic, to skip and run, to make merry. I don't do any of those things if I could avoid them, said the rat sourly. I prefer to spend my time eating, grooming, spying, and hiding. I'm a gloom, not a merrymaker. Right now, I am on my way to your shelf to eat your breakfast. Since you haven't got the sense enough to eat it yourself, and Templeton, the rat, crept stealthily along the wall and disappeared into a private tunnel he had dug between the door and the trough. In Wilbur's yard, Templeton was a crafty rat, and he had pretty much things his own way. The tunnel was an example of his skill and cunning. The tunnel enabled him to get from the barn to his hiding place under the pig's trough without coming into the open. He had tunnels and runways all over Mr. Zuckerman's farm, and so he could get from one place to another without being seen. He usually slept during the daytime and was aboard only after dark. Wilbur watched him disappear into the tunnel. In a moment, he saw Farad's sharp nose poke out from underneath the wooden trough. Cautiously, Templeton pulled himself up over the edge of the trough. This was almost more than Wilbur could stand. On this dreary, rainy day, to see his breakfast being eaten by somebody else, he knew Templeton was getting soaked out there in the pouring rain, but even that didn't comfort him.
friendless, dejected, and hungry. He threw himself down in the manure and sobbed. Sobbed's another way for people to say crying, like he's sad. Late that afternoon, Lurvely went to Mr. Zuckerman. I think there's something wrong with that pig of yours. He hasn't touched his food. Give him two spoonfuls of sulfur and a little molasses," said Mr. Zuckerman. Wilbur couldn't believe what was happening to him. Lurfly caught him and forced the medicine down his throat. This was certainly the worst day of his life. He didn't know whether he could endure the awful loneliness anymore. Now we know why this chapter is called Loneliness. Makes a lot more sense. Darkness settled over everything. Soon there were only shadows and noises of sheep chewing their curds, and occasionally the rattle of cow chains up overhead. You can imagine Wilbur's surprise when, out of the darkness, came a small voice he had never heard before. It sounded rather thin. But pleasant. Do you want a friend, Wilbur? It said, "I'll be a friend." I've watched you all day, and I like you, but I can't see you," said Wilbur, jumping to his feet. "Where are you? And who are you?" "I'm right up here," said the voice. Go to sleep. I'll see you in the morning. The end. Chapter four complete. Wow. Who and what was that voice? Was in his head. Is he depressed? Well, I feel like he was depressed before that voice came. I feel like he was really depressed. Is it an imaginary friend? We wonder who or what that was. Let's figure this out. Do you think it's a spider? Because, well, it does say Charlotte's web, quote unquote. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Shars Reading Podcast. Don't forget to like, review, and smash that subscribe button.